you are the podcast master. Hey everybody, Matt checking in once again from Las Vegas. We are continuing our 10 podcasts in 10 days during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. We are the Las Vegas Convention Center every single day inside the Rural Cloth booth. So if you're headed to Vegas for the NFR in the next few days, make sure you stop by and say hello to us. If you don't make it over there, we're continuing the party all night long, every single night at the Mirage, best place in town to watch the rodeo if you're not actually going to be in the Thomas and & Mack. And honestly, for me, I would probably even enjoy being at the Mirage a little bit more than uh, being inside the Thomas & Mack. But, uh, man, huge shout-out to all my buddies that are over there working that rodeo. Um, Cody Webster, Evan Aller, Dusty Tuckness, uh, Wayne Brooks, Andy Stewart. Just, man, I'm so, so stinking proud uh, John Harrison, so many of those guys um, just couldn't be happier for him. Such a, a huge accomplishment. Hope you guys are enjoying the NFR. Uh, if you're watching on TV, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's cool. I will uh, continue on to this week's podcast. Again, keeping it short on the start of these podcasts. This one, the second Canadian of this 10-day run that I'm having on the show. That's right, Ted Stoven. Ted's a guy that I first met when he was riding bulls. He quickly transitioned into a guy that I knew had a firm grasp on the idea of using media and social media in particular to progress the sport and to help this industry. I mean, this is a guy that, that, that was riding bulls, but also knew that there's life after riding bulls, and he wanted to do what he could to make his mark on the sport for other people. And I think that this guy is is doing things up north and down here in the States and for the bull riding world and rodeo world in general that is uh, you know, truly beneficial to everyone who's involved in the industry. The guy is a walking book of knowledge, Um and he's just a cool guy. So continuing with the theme of having people on the podcast that I'm a fan of, let's get straight into it. He is, um, we call him Millhouse. Here's Ted Stoven. This, this is it. This is the day uh, dreams come true because it's confirmed. The one and only Scott Grover will be on the podcast eventually, just not today because I've got another Canadian buddy with me. Today. You're the second Canadian this week. Can you believe Did that? Do you mean to do that? No. I, I I just couldn't find anybody else. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. Bottom of the barrel. It was like, yeah, I guess I'll have this guy. No, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. We got to be honest because, because I begged you to do a podcast in Calgary. This year? Yeah. Yes, this year. When? Uh, before I got to Calgary because... I wanted I wanted to do one together and and bring your podcast and my podcast together. Have a mashup. Yeah, be like. When did when would we have time to do that? Matt though? West shit. Now I don't Matt, know. I Remember? was thinking about that. Would it be it would it be Ted West shit? Ted now. Cowboy be, cowboy shit now. Cowboy shit now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're onto something. <laughs> hey, okay. Oh, let's so, talk. What about Matt Merritt? We could have put all three of us. You know, in. and then the Rump Chat guys. Like we gotta have a big mashup. <laughs> we just a full round table. I, I love the fact that there's so many, uh, and the score, like uh, Team Rope and Journal with the score too. There's so many podcasts right now. Yeah. In this space, and when I say this space, I know Rump hates the word Western sports or hates the term Western sports. Yeah, they talk about it all the time on Rump Chat. What uh, a, he doesn't oh. like the term Western sports. I think, and and I want to get him on here and talk. What about What does it. he think it should be then? I think rodeo. Uh, well, it's not though. 
I, and, and the reason I love the term Western sports because to me, it encompasses rodeo. Yeah. Bull riding. Yeah. Standalone team roping. It, it encompasses like cutting horse events. Road to the that's horse. Sports, road to and the horse. that's something that's near and dear to my heart. Like, yeah. like I think all of that is encompassed in Western it's all sports. West, it's, it's, a West, it's literally a Western sport. That's the definition of it, right? Bingo. Right? Western. It's part of like what you saw at Calgary. How many different events is there at Calgary? Exactly. Right? Like, it's Western sports. And sport. to me, you even throw in like horse shows. Yeah. You know, horse, you know, draft horse pulls, little different things, everything. Yeah. Like, there's so much that we don't think about in this in this space that, uh, I mean, it all brings together a, a common audience. It, uh, you're absolutely right. And it, so it's Western sports. Western, yeah. Western I, don't, I don't think there's any argument because that but, rodeo okay. is rodeo, but, I mean, bull riding is different. The PBR is not rodeo. But I guess you got to go back and you got to say that horse shows aren't really a sport. They're competing. They're an exhibition. They're, it's a competition, but not yeah, a sport. Yeah, but, like, but you can still say cutting. Cutting is a sport. 100%. Uh, like yeah. the reigning horse events. Like 100%. we said, the road of the horse is a sport. Because have you ever been on a cutting horse? I haven't, but I've seen it's it. It's a sport. I think like, I would fall off. I'm I'm uh, I'm positive I would fall off. Like it, it takes <laughs> well, it takes your, a special breed of athlete. What's your background though, Matt? Like what what is your background on the on the on that side of things? Like have, did you ride? Did you did, so, you never rode bulls, right? So, like and this is something and I don't know that he, Scott Grover. We've got a, a studio audience here at the Rural Cloth Booth in Las Vegas. A lot of people don't know this. Yes, you can hear them. It's, it's going to be hard to hear this episode with all of them in the background, but. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I had a bull riding career that lasted bull all riding of a, or bull getting on bull riding uh, that lasted all of about two and a half seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bull, but for those two and a half seconds, on. I rode the hell out of it. <laughs> I mean, I really. Um, you know what? Personally, for me, I I just grew up as a fan, and I say this every episode. I grew up as a fan. I, I never, I was never going to be tough enough to be a bull rider. I never, I never even tried to convince myself like Brandon Bates did that that I was going to be good enough to be a bull rider. <laughs> um, I stayed on a couple times. I, yeah, because you when I first met you... I was riding, wasn't I? You were riding bulls. Yeah, that was probably like... Was that the Halifax one? I or was it Now you're going to give me a line because I have no idea. But like it was like... Uh, it was 2010, 11... It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, like because I haven't rode a bull since... I haven't, I haven't competed since 2011, I think. And I think that at that time you were kind of just starting the website. Start, yeah, you were starting everything cowboy, right? Yeah. So how does one go from? Because I, I've seen this a number of times. How does one go from an athlete to? And I truly believe that with everything you've done, you've completely given back to the industry, like in, in everything you you've done. I appreciate that. So going how it's happened, though, is that in 2010 was the last, uh, well, not not the last. In 2010, I was going to school here in Las Vegas, and my mom called me, and she said, hey, with uh, with who you know and what you do, I think I think you could be a millionaire by the time you're 25 if you go to this course and build a website. She's like, because I was already writing a little bit, and I had been paid to write a few articles here and there and do that kind of thing, and... She thought I could make a real good living and 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 make something out of this website thing because it was you know 2011. What is online? Yeah. You know you have some videos, you have YouTube, you have like it's really the beginning of everything, right? In my opinion, like uh, yeah, because it's amazing how much that space has grown. Oh yeah, in less than a decade. It's completely really. different, and, and so I was kind of one of the one of the first people to kind of have video of our events. Mm-hmm. Really, that was online, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, it was consistent, and it was. 
well, I'm not sure how to say it, but it was like one of the first times where we had to, had the sport covered by a different angle that wasn't that wasn't uh, wasn't TV, right? Or it wasn't writing. Right. So I right, could right. go to these events. I could go to these events and be competing, take my phone with me, and record the record the event on my phone, and record the short go if I fell off in the long round. I'd record the short go on my phone and put the winning rides on online. And I do it off of my phone and like it was phone videos and it was like it was kind of just it was really uh, really crude, but I could do it and there's lots of video lots of views on the on the videos and it was between when I was going to school here so I went to Florida built this website actually missed the flight I was fell asleep in the doorway here in Vegas even Vegas even Vegas like I bet dad, you're the only person that's ever missed oh a yeah. flight in Vegas yeah. I almost missed making this <laughs> getting to do this build this website but in like a week we built the site. Made the name, decided like how to do it all, and it's been everything Cowboys since December 2010. Really? So I guess we're almost. Uh, almost I guess it's, it's this was. Is it 10 years now, or is it 10 years next December? I don't know. You'd next have to year? do the math. So I guess I'm nine years in. Your girlfriend's telling us She's, it's next year, so yeah. we're gonna I go with that. I get confused with with, with the year that's too. happened. Because when you look at the number and you do the simple subtraction, it doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're nine years in. There you go. I love how you just used Counted all of well nine of your fingers to do that. Yeah. Um. Do you ever feel like, like you're responsible for things like the Wrangler Network and Ride Pass? I mean, I mean because, because no. <laughs> I, I do. I missed I, out. I feel like I feel I, I feel like one you missed out. Yeah, but like I should have been the guy that I could have been one of the guys to start one of these, but I didn't do it. Right. I don't know if it was because I was a cowboy and I decided to do something differently or didn't invest when I should have. Like maybe I should because everybody said I should do live stuff at the time, but I never. I never did it, never pursued it, and didn't think like. I don't know if I didn't believe in it enough, or didn't like. I'm we not just sure. didn't know. Didn't know, yeah. I guess I didn't know what it was gonna look like. Maybe I I got busy doing other stuff. Like I really like doing the music better than a lot of the online stuff. Yeah, you know, Which, I'd rather do music at events. I think a lot now. of people know you because they see you on the Wrangler Network. Yeah, they, that's they fair. know the Everything Cowboy website and all the youtube videos but that's something else that you're passionate about it is yeah. event production event production yeah like because I, I love the production at events we've been doing that since uh i guess the first time i did any product like any music was like october 2013 the same the same month i quit bull riding actually was the first time i did a really um, an event music wise how does that work i just i didn't think about it until i look back at it now and it's one of the things where that the last time i got on a bull the same month was the first time I ever did an event for music. But so. how did you how did you make the decision? I mean, did you know that was something you wanted to try, or did somebody just say... Deerdorf. He gave really? me a, a bunch of music that same spring in, like, Prince Albert, or maybe the year before or something. And he's like, man, we need some more guys to do this. And I came... It was the same month that we yeah. came and did that production yeah. seminar here in Vegas at the World Finals back in 2013. And it was kind of a time where I think the PBR was taking everything in-house production-wise, and we wanted... I don't know what the goal of that seminar was in the beginning... But it was kind of the beginning of a lot of our careers yeah. that ways. You know I what's funny? I didn't realize it not until now. You look back at that, and, and what what you're talking about is we had, uh, I don't want to call it a seminar. It was, it was more of a roundtable discussion that we kind that we kind of eh? put together uh, during the PBR World Finals, and it was myself and uh, Mark, Richard, Mark Stevenson, Richard Jones. There's so many others that Rasmussen, were Todd that were Greenway in that production space, yeah. and we were in that production world. Brinson was there, yeah. Brinson Harris, dad, Hollywood Harris. We had announcers, entertainers, yeah. and music directors all yeah. in one room. And because Bates would have been there too, right? And I th- yeah, I think so. 
It was a whole crew, and it was we like my first time. It up, and we said, yeah. you know what? This is the direction we want this industry and this brand to go, and let's all get on board and understand that we we can have different styles, but as a whole, this is the direction that that we see this moving. You know, and and understanding what the vision of the PBR and the leadership of the PBR was, we all came together. We we talked about things we liked and we didn't like, and and we started trying to move forward uh, together in that space. And I think it was very productive because, like you said, it was it was the beginning, really, all that to a jumpstart month. for a lot of guys. Yeah. Well, another guy that uh, that started there, that's done a ton of events since, is Sean Morton. Yeah. He came there. Yeah. He was there at that same event, and. Uh, yeah, like Sean. Sean has done tons of events, events since. That was like the first one. We got to play some music at the, like at the Futurity Finals kind of thing with the ABBI, and then a few bull riding deals. Like it was like in the morning kind of deal, and it was it was all of us. Yeah, it was like that was one of the first times I ended up in production too. But I loved being able to be a part of it still, even though I wasn't competing because I love this sport so much. What's cool about this industry is. Getting a chance to work with so many different people on so many different levels. I remember when I first started, and now looking back, I feel bad for guys like Brandon Bates and, and oh, Chuck yeah. Lopeman and Flint Rasmussen, Mark and who Richard. had to babysit me oh, because yeah. I was I was not good. I, like I just know that I was very green and, and didn't have a good grasp of of the business and how to do certain things. And I'm sure my timing was terrible, but. Um, but those guys helped mold me into, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm good today by any means, but they helped mold Better me into a guy, that, a guy that still has a job. Yeah. And I'll take that. But now I get to work. You, you said Sean Morton, and I immediately yeah. thought, you know what? Pulls out in, the dark. In a lot of other jobs, people wouldn't get to work with as many people, the the diverse group as we get to. I get to work with those guys we mentioned a minute ago, but then I get to work with guys like like Sean, who hasn't been in the business very long. I'll get to go work with entertainers every once in a while who are just getting started. And I remember what it was like for me the first time I stood next to, well, I, the next time I, I stood next to Brandon Bates. I remember the first time I stood next to Randy Schmutz, Bob Tolman. When I got to work next to Boyd Paul Hamas and, and, and Bob Tolman. I was nervous shit. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, it's a stressful, nerve-wracking oh, yeah. situation. And then they just don't worry about it, though, either. They just kind of like, it's not a big deal because they've already done thousands of perfs. Right. And I remember, and I'll talk about this when I have Bates on the podcast, but Bates gave me... And I don't even want to say it's a piece of advice. He just he gave me one little nugget that I'll never forget, and I've gotten confident enough in my ability that that's kind of the nugget that I give to guys that I work with. Um, it sounds really cocky and arrogant, but but it's true. Like when when you've worked enough, it's it's our duty, it's our responsibility to help the next generation. Oh, and I appreciate that you guys all did that and put that event together then i wish we could do it again i want to go do it again because it was it was uh such a cool week and it was you know it was like a tuesday morning or something we all got together but yeah we haven't done it since it's been almost six years now golly that's great we need to let's let's right now we're deciding that 2020 we're doing it it's gotta be on like tuesday though no but i can't come next year because if cfr is the same damn dates as the world finals what yeah like pardon my french but what the hell happened there did you just say pardon your French? I got. I don't because want to say any bad words. You have a podcast, podcast called Cowboy Shit. Yeah. And you're worried about saying bad words. Yeah. 
I just don't want to say anything bad, but like I'm just I'm really disappointed the dates are the same next year. Me too. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, right over top. Like the That's CFR is the plan. third to the eighth, and the PBR is fourth to the eighth of November. I don't know what happened, but I'm really disappointed. Yeah. But even there's even the leap years always suck because even like the rodeos back home over the first of July they end up on like Tuesday Wednesday this year right over top of the ranchman's PBR too, and then Calgary starts on the third which messes everything up for the 4th of July in the States, too. So the leap years just suck. But I'm really disappointed about the CFR and PBR finals thing. You know, listen, listen to us sit here and bitch about, about you know, dates. all of these things and the dates. and, and First world problems. To, to me, it's the equivalent of... I just want to be able to go to everywhere, though, right? Same. And, and yeah. that's that's my point. It's like you you always want the, the, the best possible scenario yeah. in everything. I, I will say this. Uh, I got in trouble today for bitching about something in my penthouse suite. Oh yeah, I I don't Tough deserve, life. I I don't deserve or belong in a suite, much less a <laughs> penthouse suite. And for me to bitch about something, it, it's is ridiculous. Is your pillow too too hard for us too to thick? complain about? You just rattled off twenty different events. Oh yeah, think about the opportunity for athletes right oh, now. Oh yeah, well, and, and us. And my my bigger point on that would be though, where's the major scheduler like the the like overall scheduler that makes sure that shit doesn't happen because you like, know why what the hell because there's there's a divide yeah because nobody there's works n- together on all this stuff bingo there's right? no communication no and we're it's it's like politics it's like republicans and democrats there has should, to be a point should, where everybody gets together where we should be all for rodeo right yep. all of us are all for rodeo why don't we work on the same team yep. we've been over that lots we don't need to beat that dead horse no so. uh, but and, but i think you know, it's a hot button, and everybody likes to talk about that yeah. stuff. And you know, we're here at the Wrangler National Finals. You know, still the best rodeo. People know one, me right? from the PBR. People know you yeah. a lot from you know from doing the, the PBRs PBR. in Canada really? and down here. Um, we're still here. We're here. Yeah, we're big fans. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the podcast. You, we hey, brought thanks. it up a couple of times, and um, I, I feel like your story is is somewhat similar to Aaron Ferguson's because you were engulfed in the sport and then as you started to make your exit you had an idea that transformed and evolved into something that that it has to be bigger than what you expected yeah i mean the podcast like all this stuff it's not i feel still don't feel like it's that big though like we've reached a lot of people and seen like there's a lot been a lot of views on stuff and you know we got a few million views here and there and page views on the website like it's been around for almost 10 years now too so it's, I just I don't think it's a big deal. It's just like it's just something I do. It's I think I you have. underestimate what everything cowboy, what the podcast, uh, what your articles. I think you underestimate the 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 spectrum that you reach. I think you you I think you do more for the Western industry than you realize. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. I uh, I don't know what I don't know what to say. That's a major compliment. That's Thank not you. really what you set out to do. I I. How did Ted go from bull rider to whatever you are now? <laughs> to whatever I am now. Uh, it's a, a passion for the sport, and, and honestly, it's, I want to be able to see our people on cereal boxes again someday. Like we're, we're, I want to see somebody on the cover of Time magazine again. Where's our, you know, where, how do we get back to being at the same level where Casey Tibbs was in the 50s and 60s? Like how do we get rodeo and bull riding back to that elite level where, where it's – it's a household thing. I feel like we're getting going the right way. 
especially with the with the IMG and and the PBR and the WCRA going the right way, like it's it's all heading that direction. So I think we're getting closer. And with the if we can all get on the same page, I think we can collectively do a lot more than we're all doing individually right now. I but I feel like we're on an escalator right now, I hope and I feel so. like there's a big group of us that are taking the escalator up. Yeah. There's a small group that are still trying to stay on that escalator down or the flat surface. Yeah. Um, but, so what, what it came down to was, was that I just, I just love the sport and I want to be involved and keep doing this and be involved in this lifestyle and, and, and be able to do cowboy shit every day in some capacity, you know? Like, I still, yeah. don't, I still live in town, but I don't, wanna, I don't really want to do that forever. I, I yeah. like living in town. It's nice to be close to the airport when we're traveling everywhere right now. But I want to be able to have horses and be out of town and and uh, have the peace and tranquility of the, you know, the countryside and kind of get away from that sometimes too and be able to contribute I mean, that way as well. Look at, I mean, where we're at right now, for instance, the rural cloth booth. Yeah. Um, look, there's a lot of people that live right in the heart of a city that are buying shirts oh, yeah. that say, yeah. you know, Farmers Feed America because they understand they the fiber of, of what we all are. Yeah. Look, you can live in the middle of downtown Calgary in a Skyrise apartment and still yeah. be a cowboy. Still do cowboy stuff, yeah. yeah. Even if I don't get to ride every day. Even I, get, I barely get to ride at all. Like, I barely get to ride horses at all, but I still get to contribute to this Western lifestyle in some manner. And that's it. You know, I think the PBR has done a, a, a great job of – redefining cowboy and bridging that gap bingo right and and people can still aspire and like to like what we do and and yeah like he's like you said but but the but here's one of the deals i was talking with uh justin jake bucci with the bfo he they've been a big part of changing the look of western sports in my opinion between it doesn't have to be all fucking wooden hay bales right. for rodeo, right? Like, yep. if we want to get to that next level, how are we going to keep promoting all this stuff like that if it's all about, if we've got a wood background and there's got to be hay bales in it? Like, you'll why can't under- we have some cool fucking graphics that actually look like other pro sports? Well, and you'll appreciate this. There, there was a stigma in western sports for a lot of years and i'm talking about generations ago i think we're i think we're almost out of it completely now but i talked to brett gardner when you go to the calgary stampede there's two hundred thousand people come through the gates in a day yeah two hundred thousand of those people have some sort of cowboy hat on or some pair of boots they just bought like we have to be inclusive of those people that that try to be a cowboy for one day out of the year i like the quote from uh flint today on his show downstairs actually he he was talking about ryan weaver and how ryan said all the guys were saying you got to have your hat shape better and whatnot but ryan had said that i don't deserve to have my hat shaped like that right now like i'm not a bull rider i don't deserve to be like that i'm I'm a singer i'm gonna shape it how how i think this should be this way i don't deserve to be that way and and it's part like it's kind of a different it's a different way to look at it that i hadn't thought about before but but it was Sometimes you have Lightning. to look at things through somebody else's eyeball. Oh yeah, yeah. To truly understand that that common ground and, and meet in the middle. Yeah, definitely. Well, and speaking of that, how about the uh, piece from JW the other day about with Stetson, right? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and everybody goes to the negative way all of a sudden, where like, oh, you keep putting them down because it's PRCA versus PBR. Yeah. JW is rode here at the NFR. He knows yeah. how it is. Well, I, I mean. It's it's a conversation that that gets had every single December. Oh yeah, 
And I talked to Alexis Bloomer the other day at length about this whole... Uh, it, it's been viewed as a riff. It's been viewed as a, a line in the sand. But look, at the end of the day, bull riding is bull riding. The numbers are going to change, but the numbers are going to change from rodeo to rodeo. Oh, yeah. The numbers, I, I guarantee you, the numbers are different in Las Vegas than they are in Denver, Colorado, than they are in Fort Worth because we still have a sport that has human opinion involved. Yeah. And which sport isn't going to have some kind of an opinion involved? That's part of what makes it so awesome is we get to debate it and talk about all the different ways it can go and what we think should be. And it's it's uh, it's part of what makes sport a sport, I think. I hate that there's negative conversations like that. Yeah. And J-Dub was quick to, to reiterate the fact that he truly respects this kid's talent. Yeah. He, he's a fan um, That's a guy that goes to PBR events too. Bingo! People might not realize that, but he and Stetson's a, been to PBR events too. It's a kid. Yeah, and he's like he's 20 a years kid. Old. Yeah. Think about what that guy's going to accomplish in his career. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, I'm well, excited that we so, get to see it. So, what's your opinion on this? On the on between PBR and PRCA, is Kimsey can Kimsey call himself the greatest bull rider of all time if he doesn't win in the PBR? Can he? Yeah, yeah. He can claim that, but what? But what do you think? Can, can he can he claim that 100% can Adriano Marias claim he is 100% can Jim Sharp 100% here's why it's just like Nolan Ryan Roger Clemens Randy Johnson they all have amazing numbers they they didn't throw against the same hitters yeah but looking at it if you look at it objectively we made a list the other day about the top 10 greatest ever from Canada. Yeah. And we had up with Daryl Mills on top. He yeah. was a world champion, uh, won the NFR, and we, he retired the day at. Like, the, the last bully ever got on was the bully won the gold buckle on yeah. in 94. I hasn't been on a bull since. Yeah. He's our number one guy. And it's easier with the Canadian because we made a point system and went that way. But how would you rate the point system comparing the PRCA to the PBR? I think, I think it's tougher to win in the PBR. 100%. Yeah. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, it, it's very simple in my eyes that, and and I say this because I see it with my own eyes. Yeah, you're there every weekend. In two weeks, when I'm in New York City, I'm gonna watch those guys get on five incredible animal athletes in the most famous arena in the world. Bingo, and, and I'm talking about five rank bulls. Yeah, in three days. Oh yeah, as opposed to. And I think guys like I think I think Sage will, will say this, and I can't wait because because Sage will be on this podcast and we'll have this conversation. And um, and don't anybody ever misinterpret the fact that I'm a huge Sage Kimsey. Oh, fan. me too, and I have all the respect in the world for that guy. Bingo. I, I'm just, I'm and just, I love the fact I I'm different than a lot of people might think I am. I love the fact that he doesn't go to the PBR because he has a goal in mind. Yeah, he wants to achieve that, that goal. I respect the shit out of that. It, you and you'll know. Uh, it hadn't been too terribly long ago. There was a Canadian that missed an unleash the beast because they were chasing a Canadian title. Yeah, that was a butter. goal that and was wanted, a yeah. And he didn't win the damn thing, but it was a goal that he saw yeah. as attainable, and it was something that he had to to at least chase to get off his bucket list. And yeah. I respect a guy for that. Yeah, I do too. But so tell me this: 
What and is, I know I didn't answer your question. That's okay. But I just get I get so I get so passionate in those conversations uh, because there is there is such a a difference of opinion. Well, and how much tougher is it to win if we we're going to make that point structure? I'm wondering because I want to make this list someday too. But like, if a world title in the PBR is worth 100 points, just a, say, putting numbers on it. What would one in the PRCA? What should it be worth? Is it is it half as hard? So it should it be fifty points? Is it twenty points? If you're trying to rank the list of the greatest of all time, is it t- ten times as hard to win in the PBR? What do you think it would be? Like I'm here's, trying to make this he, greatest list ever. I'm I know. Curious. And, and here's where I see huge differences. I think the caliber. I no. I don't think. I know the caliber of bulls on a consistent basis are more difficult. In the PBR spectrum. In the rodeo world, there's more miles. Yeah. There's more late nights. All night drives. Traveling from point A to point B on a Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. You know. But you can just go and be like a guy like Jake Vold in the bareback riding and go to 30 rodeos and then win the shit out of the finals here. You still didn't beat Tim O'Connell in, uh, I think it was 15, 17, one of those years. But you can out rodeo a guy in the rodeo business too. With the PBR, there's kind of a set, almost a set schedule where you yeah. can't you can't really outgo a guy in the PBR. No, no, you have you have to you have to outride a guy to win a world title in the yeah. PBR. And where with where with rodeos, you can you can go to more and and have more events. But here's the other side of that. Money and get it. And here's the that. other side of that. You don't see in the bull riding. You don't see guys out rodeoing everybody else. You don't see in the bull guys, riding. Yeah, you, I, I, you don't. I don't think you see guys winning a world title just because they traveled more. Not since, not since uh, eight times, right? Not since Donnie Gay, because he he went to. Let me let me say this. More, right? In our lifetime, you okay. don't say okay. Okay, you know what I mean. Good for now, but I still I still think if you look at the numbers, I'm, I'm just uh, guessing right now. But I bet you, Sage goes to more rodeos than Jordan Hansen. I can almost a, guarantee that he'd go to good, more. That's a good, yeah. I'd be well, curious Jordan, about Sage going more than Stetson. But Jordan Stetson goes to a hurt. lot of PBRs too. Yeah, he almost made the World Finals this year. And I, I love that. I love that a guy like uh, I almost made it out of Canada alone. I love that a guy like like uh, Dalen, you know, can, can show yeah. up and go to both. That's because you know what, if you don't win a world title in either one of them. You still accomplish that goal, and it goes back to setting a goal, yeah. achieving that goal, and it might not be a gold buckle, but by God, that's a pretty amazing accomplishment. I don't know how the guy has been on 200 bulls this season or more and still this healthy. Because he's 12. Yeah, I guess, eh? <laughs> and he's, but he's one of the most athletic guys on either side of the PRCA or PBR And he's world. a good guy. Oh, he's yeah. He's a good kid. I always cheer for the good guys, unless there's a really charismatic bad guy in the locker room. And, and I, hey, talk, talking about that, that what's it going to be like for you without Bates the next next year? <laughs> Here's the You're great. You're going to really thing. have to pick up your socks. Here's the great thing about, uh, and it's funny, and we're talking about him because he's standing right here. Um, Dude, there's a bird a minute ago. There's a lot of fans that that think, oh, he's so negative, you know. Screw that. He is so passionate yeah. about the sport. Yeah. He probably cares as much or more than anybody anywhere. Yeah. And, and and I think that sometimes that passion gets so – he gets so invested in, in what he's saying or, or how he believes that 
it gets misinterpreted. Uh, are there things that we disagree about? A hundred percent. Are there things that we agree about? Damn right. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that guy is going to be one of the greatest voices, one of the greatest announcers Western sports ever seen. I agree. And I, 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 he cannot hear us say that, so I can say it. <laughs> the uh, the World Finals this year, when they had the camera on him for some of those shots, when it, when it was Lockwood versus Leme in like rounds four, five, and six, like coming down into it, like I don't know if I've ever seen that shot of an announcer. Like I don't know if I've ever seen him do that before. We we've done that. We've implemented that a couple of times. I remember in Tacoma, Washington, because I remember where the announcer stand was in comparison to to my ride pass desk, and and it's something that I think is very cool when you've got a, a charismatic personality there. Um, and, and and you can see in those moments where where Brandon and Clint get so animated, um, there were some social media clips that slipped out during the World Finals of me and Colby Yates in the Ride Pass Command Center, which is a, a suite down underneath the you know the the seats in T-Mobile Arena. We're in a room completely away from everybody else, and we're jumping up and down like <laughs> cheering the guys on. I, oh, yeah. I mean. It's just something that, like, when you're that hardcore of a fan, I get it. Yeah, he was – that was some of the – that I, I got the, like, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up on a few of those. When I was in somewhere – like, we were at an event in, like, somewhere in 10 hours from Calgary in eastern – northeastern Saskatchewan, and we get to watch it, and I was pumped up let's because of that, too. Let's talk about let's, let's change the the conversation for a minute. But you didn't tell me what it's going to be like next year without him. Uh, it's going to be great because uh, you get to be the star I now. Feel like, I feel <laughs> like fans are going to love me because they they just for some reason don't all love him. So it makes it easier <laughs> for me. Well, and you you know people forget that because I've done ride pass the last two seasons. The year before that, you were Clint in the arena. And I, yeah, Clint yeah. and I were in the arena. Like and Brandon was on ride pass. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, 17, wasn't it? Or was it 16? Something like that. I don't even know what year it is right now. Um, But I can tell you this. uh, It it, it amazes me every time that, like, you and I are sitting here with microphones in front of us having a conversation, (laughs) and people will come up and just jump into a conversation and and ask us questions and then go, oh, are you guys – are you, you guys, guys doing live? something? Yeah, we kind of are. No, we were, we were just sitting here next to these microphones practicing, practicing. an hour-long conversation for later. I, I don't even know what I was going to say. Oh, a lot of our newer fans don't don't realize or remember that, like, I started announcing live in the arena, and it's it's what yeah. I fell in love with. It's, so you get to go back to it again I get to year. go back to it, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna so be you can fun. You thank Bates for that. Yeah, I, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can kind of thank Brandon for that. Um, I will say this: it's 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 huge shoes to fill, but we've got such an incredible team that like I feel like I slide in and um, one you know, I one just, change isn't as big of a deal. It's now, a team maybe. concept, man. Yeah. it's a team concept, and when you've got guys that can carry the ball, you find ways to get to the end zone. It's that simple. Football. Football. Sports. And I'm not even America. a football guy. <laughs> Spoken like a true Canadian. Uh, okay. Now we're going to go back to you had another we're, topic. We're going to roll back to something else and, and let's talk about Uber drivers in Las Vegas. Oh, man. Because you were pissed off a minute today. ago. Yeah. What, what happened? I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't love uh, 
people that drive badly. And like, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I heard someone say the other day that you only hate stuff that you see in yourself. So maybe I'm a bad driver too. And see, I, I'm a control freak though. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't like riding with anybody. Oh man. I, maybe I'm going to have to start going like, I'm going to have to get uppity and go like Uber comfort with the better rated drivers. Well, I mean, there's always like renting a car, but then you got to think about parking and all that yeah. chaos. Yeah, and, and you know that's not very much fun here at the convention center. It's not very much fun anywhere in Las yeah, that's Vegas. Yeah, true. Because you got to go park in the parking garage and then park way the hell and gone. Even if you valet, then you got to wait for your car, and then you know not it's, good at all. Then you got to pay pretty, somebody to drive your car, and it's like, the, how the hell does that make sense? Yeah, Uber is pretty handy though. I still will take it over. It is. Uh, that's something that I wish we would have created. Yeah, hey, like everything Uber instead everything. of everything Cowboy? Yeah. That would have been better. Uh, everything car rides? I don't know. Actually, we if I can just remember who it was that I came up with this concept last night, we could change the way people commute to the national finals in 2020. Uh, I just got to remember who I was having that idea with. Um. I don't know what I don't know where you're going with I, it. I, I'm not going to tell you because, like, I truly believe it's a well, genius idea. What else is there? And we're going to have it here in 2020 at the National Finals Rodeo. What else is there to innovate on at this point, though? I feel like you know there's what? like not a lot more to innovate. I on. I think about that a lot in the gym world because, you know, the, the fitness world is continuing to evolve, and it's such a big space right now. And now that I own a gym and want to own a second or third gym. There, there's so many different devices and things that like help people with injuries or help people do certain things. And I'm constantly thinking, what else is there? Yeah. I haven't been to a gym in a long time. Really? I need to go back. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> How do you stay so fit? I just eat reasonably good. Do you a really? lot of water? Which is hard being on the just road. on the road, yeah. It, like, I started traveling with a cooler sometimes. Put my really? yogurt and granola in there. Really? Yeah. You look I like drink a, a lot guy of that water, lives though. off yogurt and granola. Yeah, right? So that's my breakfast, and then I can just roll on for quite a while. Except here in Vegas, it's not as easy. It's hard, man. Like, I had this big idea of we're gonna. I'm going to be in Vegas for two weeks. I'm going to work out every single morning while I'm here. How, many, how long did that last? Did you even go the first morning? Yeah, yeah 100%. I okay. wore, I, how many days into this? Let's see. I don't know. I missed. Today's Monday. I missed two days, three days. See, here's the deal. I had my neck worked on. Yeah. I went and yeah. got uh, got my neck worked on, and so that takes uh, a big portion of the day. It's time-consuming. Things are yeah. time-consuming out here. It, you can't do shit out here. you got to do one thing a day and then fit the rodeo in. That's it. Yeah. That's all you have time well, for. I don't even know what time it is right now, but we go to uh, we have like our production meeting with the Wrangler guys at 4 p.m. and then go to the arena. At, we're at the arena by 5, and then there till we're there till 9.30, and then by the time you're done there, like, I've only been out one night. I think I've had four drinks since I've been in Vegas. I've been here for all, uh, since Wednesday. You were like five or six nights. I've had two drinks, or like I've had like two or three drinks since I've been here at all uh, the whole time. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you act like you're disappointed. Well, yeah, just I'm just impressed with myself that I've been able to stay sober this whole time. Uh I've been sober every day at the National Finals Rodeo. That's good. That's I'm happy for you. Yeah, it's it's it. I will say this: it's hard to be around people that aren't sober oh, when man. you're hosting a party oh, in Las Vegas and you're sober. Yeah, I don't. How do you do that? It's it's weird, man. How it's do you so ma- ha- handle that? Um, you go to bed as soon as you're done working. I guess, eh? And like you after the after your party, but doesn't your party end at like 
Midnight. Two, midnight? Oh, midnight. okay. Yeah. It's not too bad then. Yep. I give a saddle away at midnight every single night. And That's your finale. I am in my bed 12, easily 12, by 12, 15, 12, 30 at the latest. Um, you know, you, you talk about the Wrangler meeting and everything. What are you doing out here at the National Finals? Some interviews for the Wrangler Network and some, some uh, what else are we doing? It's kind of it. I do like three interviews a day. It's a pretty big job. Here I am feeling bad for you because you don't have much time, and you're talking about you haven't got to drink much. And I'm not. I'm not. You do not, three interviews a day. I just haven't drank much. Yeah. Like like I could. I don't have to. I feel yeah. better when I'm not drinking. So I feel like now it sounds like an out. Now it sounds like I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> but literally the other day we were doing like we were doing the show, and I was like, oh yeah, big night here. Got to do like three interviews. And I was thinking, I was thought about that more, and I'm like, what the hell? I come down here for ten days, and I literally do. Three interviews. Yeah. But it's worth it. Because, it's cool. Because you want to be here. Plus, we're doing our website stuff. Storm's been doing some kick-ass graphics every night for uh, for Everything Cowboy. And then she's been posting a bunch of our, everything over there. And then I've been writing a little recap each night afterwards. And I'm still doing my regular job because I still do the social media for PBR Canada, write mm-hmm. for them. I don't know how many stories I've written for them over the years, but it's quite a bit. And then that ends up going on PBR.com. Still do the website uh, management for PBR Canada, a lot of the content, schedules, yep. uh, social advertising, email marketing. Dude, uh, I, I love it because... I, I do some sales. I work for Montana Silversmiths and Canada West Boots back home now too, doing this podcast. Uh, okay, let's talk about the podcast real quick because if people haven't listened to the podcast, they've never heard it, yeah. Kind of, can, can you kind of describe cowboy shit? What's your definition of cowboy shit? I mean, I, it's a podcast. No, like actual with a Canadian friend of mine. Oh, okay, <laughs> but after that though, like if you're gonna def- describe cowboy shit, because it's something we ask every guest. That's kind of like I would say what cowboy shit is. We're we're talking to different personalities connected to Western sports, and we're uh, being very honest. Yeah. Um. That's kind of all it is. It's just something every every other week we do a show. We're on season three now. We just had Just Lockwood on the last show with really? a friend, call, a friend back from back home named James Foley. Yep. Uh, it's had a lot of fun, man. We're just like it's a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. It's really lighthearted. It's not. Yeah. There's like some really high points, really low points. Yep. Uh, I mean, we're just having a lot of fun with it. But yeah, it's cowboy shit every day. That's it. I, yeah. I love it, man. I love the I love the idea. I love the concept. I love Thanks. the conversations. Appreciate um, it. It's fun, and if you're not listening to it, then on you. <laughs> You got Thanks, a lot man. going on. Uh, you talk about kind of re-energizing everything, Cowboys, some new things there. So yeah. let, let catch everybody up to speed. Where can they find you? Everything they need to know. Twitter is Ted Stoven. Instagram, Ted Stoven. Everything Cowboy as well. Facebook, Everything Cowboy. Uh, what else? YouTube is Everything Cowboy. Got a lot of videos on there. We actually, one of the things we did too is... Uh, I talk with Slade Long yep. to get those little clips put on. Like the little each each out yep. can be matched up to a uh, each video can can be matched up to an out on Pro Bowl stats too. We did that a couple of years ago, yeah. which has been a big resource for me writing for the doing the morning lines or yep. for you guys for shows. I'm sure you've probably stumbled across videos on there where you yep. go back and look at a bull, see what they're see what the bull is, so you know what they are. Actually, you don't do much homework, do you? I you know what. We talked about that before. People, some guys do. People love to say that I don't do much homework. I just my homework comes differently than a lot of others. That's fair. 
Um, pen and paper guy. I'm not a guy that's going to go back and write down a million things yeah, and, and take I a am. bunch of statistics. Different. Yeah, that's if loud. I'm the guy You're that likes story to tell guy. stories. Yep. Yeah, I like and that. And you know why? It, it's because I, I grew up listening to guys like Clint McSpadden tell yeah. stories. Guys like Jim Ross and pro wrestling, you know, um, storytelling. Jack Buck. That's what they want. I think I don't think people give a shit about stats in that setting. I think it's the Less best way shit. to bring more fans to our industry. Yeah, I agree. It's to give them a personal connection, uh, some way, shape, or form. If if somebody just had a baby or somebody like you know like Chase Outlaw's story, I oh, can't yeah. relate to that story, but you I can, can imagine it. and I can go, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like you. You want to see everybody on a Wheaties box? I want to see all of our athletes on ESPN. I want to yeah. see sports that are. I want to see guys but like Joe Rogan for begging to rodeo athletes guy. to be on their podcast. But for that to happen, we can't have the PRCA wanting to sell the highlights to everybody. If you want to promote your sport, you should like maybe help us. You look at any help business. Help us out a little bit. Any business, uh, whether it's a clothing brand. What, what do clothing brands do? They try to put their uh, product in places where they're seen. Yeah. So if I own a clothing company, Ted, here's here's a couple of t-shirts for you or, yeah. or here's a couple of Something. shirts for you. But like we got to be able ESPN has to have access to those clips. Yeah. You know, like they got to be able to find them so they can do it and then and then it's got to be simple enough to follow. And see that far is one of the most marketable events, so it could be one that gets more action, but like there's got to be a plan behind it. I mean, there's got to be some, some more To me, that's where everything cowboy comes in. <laughs> well, the one-stop you know, shop for honestly, everything. Honestly, back home, through the Wrangler Network, they got me the clips before, and I would send them back to a guy who's now working for the Calgary Flames. I would send them to him for his local news station so they could put them on TV in Lethbridge from the Wrangler Network. Really? Yeah, because they couldn't get any. They didn't have any connection other, any other way. So I sent them back clips from Wrangler that we got. To go on a, on a station in back home in Canada when the guys were winning the world in 2016, like he was working at the station, I actually sent him clips so he could have, put them on the news because he's somebody that actually gives enough of a shit to put it on right. on the broadcast, but he couldn't. It's such a clusterfuck, couldn't find where to find where to get the clips, right? Like he says shit earlier and he apologizes and yeah. he drops the f bomb. It doesn't bother him window. at all. That's out the window. Nah, yeah. People are gonna that realize that I'm. <laughs> I'm. Uh, People have realized that about me. Yeah. Yeah. The, do you, the, do you, do you I, swear a little bit on here? Is it okay? Uh, on the podcast, a little bit. In a real life, bit? a lot. Okay. Like, so did you? So did I cross the line there? About it? Okay? No. About every other podcast, I'll start the conversation by apologizing to my mother. Oh. Okay. It, yeah. Sorry, especially Matt's like mom. like I've had uh, I've had a UFC fighter. I've had a couple of guys that uh, I've had some bodybuilders that that the f word comes out pretty prolific. In okay. the beginning of the show, so you're good. Okay. You're good. Okay. Thanks, I don't think man. kids listen to this podcast. No? I'm, be honest with you, I don't know that anybody listens to this podcast, <laughs> but I have fun doing it, and uh, you know, Thanks hopefully the me. people that are listening are having fun, too. Man, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Uh, good luck with everything. Good, as good as Brett. I, shut up. Brett, Brett's a good guy. I, I got nothing negative his, to say about His Brett. mom is my aunt's sister. Really? Yeah. That's some weird Canadian Isn't following it? that I can't figure out. Do you remember, do you remember the movie Spaceballs, where they like... Talked about how the one guy was like his mom's aunt's sister's brother's cousin's roommate's stepsister or something, and he's like, "What does that make us?" And like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> that's me and Brett. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> that's a that's a great way. But to I love end Brett. It. 
I, I, I really do. I appreciate not just you doing the podcast, but everything that you're doing because you are you are one of the guys that are out there trying to bring more eyeballs to Western sports, trying to do due diligence to what the sport can produce. And you know what? You're making the industry better than it was when you found it, so I appreciate you. Thanks, man. You, you too, man. And if you're not subscribing to Cowboy Shit, do it right now. Thanks. Deal. Appreciate it.